Hello, and welcome to the Just Stone Movies Podcast. Today we're going to be doing a, uh, a very, very highly anticipated Marvel movie, Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Today I'm here with my co-host Vance. Hello. My other co-host, Cade. Hey, guys. And we're here to dive down into what, in my opinion, is the greatest MCU solo film ever made. So I'm personally really excited for this film, and I hope you guys are also. And for you, uh, those of you who've seen the film, I hope you guys liked it as much as I have. So let's get started, guys. Um, I want to say, first of all, that I watched this movie a long time ago, um, and I know what happens, obviously. And on a rewatching, I I noticed a lot more of the flaws than noticed the good things. So I, I while I think this is a great movie... It kind of lowered a little bit on my list, so this was not as good as I was expecting. So Excellent. I don't know. Yeah, this should be interesting to talk about. I mean, for me, I didn't really notice that much flaws in this movie. I noticed like a couple, but for me, there were just a, there were a couple plot things, and uh, I don't know. A lot of the action sequences um, were amazing. They're good, but they're not great. Like this movie is good, oh, but it's oh, not no, great. No. Oh, it's great. Now, okay, for me, uh, okay, for me, before we get started, this movie has the best action sequences in the entire MCU or in many movies whatsoever. Like, it yeah. has so many great sequences. Like, people may say that Civil War is, is has better action sequences than this, but Civil yeah. War only really has the airport fight scene, the... Um, opening fight scene with crossbones and the final fight scene but none of those are as good as the highway fight scene the elevator fight scene the boat fight scene and the Nick Fury chase fight scene all of those are in my top 10 fight scenes or top 4 no top 5 didn't you just list off (laughs) 5 so those are your top (laughs) 5 no 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 no. they're on my top 5 I like the whole question. Well yeah. yeah, they're they're well really Corey. We'll get to them. We'll we'll go over each of them. Okay. Yeah. So first note I have. It's kind of the first note I always have. Great music. There is great music yeah. in this movie. Fantastic. It is music. so good. It's uh, Henry Jackman. Henry Jackman is the uh, uh, what's it called? Person who makes composer. Score. Composer. Yeah, he's the composer. Um. And one thing I noticed that we'll get into a little bit is he, he actually utilizes themes and motifs for each character, which is interesting. So yeah. for Captain America, he has the traditional like brass theme. For um, the Winter Soldier, he has... Uh, it, it sounds almost like the soundtrack from The Dark Knight for Joker's theme, where it's like the electronic kind of synthesizer kind of thing. And then he has Falcons, which is a electric guitar at the most part. It's just it's a guitar, and it's like a really kind of like um, charged theme. And the interesting thing is, is he uses them to portray what's happening in the movie. So on the highway fight scene, they're all playing together, and they all come together, and they're all all of those themes are playing at the same time. And in the final fight scene, uh, the Falcon theme is gone, but the other two are there. And it like cuts back and forth depending on who, 
who is in the scene. So it's really cool. It's really well done. If you so if you if you watch this again, make sure you notice the music because it's it's really good. I, I agree, especially for the highway fight scene, because they play the music just as the fight is beginning, like just as Captain America is running to where the Winter Soldier is. And I thought that's a really good stuff for building excitement for the fight scene. And it helped yeah. make the fight scene more hyped up and more like, I guess, more kind of intense, but more better done. Yeah. I have something to say about the music as well. Um, so you know Bucky's theme, right? Or the Winter Soldier theme? It's a weird high-pitched kind of like noise. Uh, uh, what is what is the composer's name again? Henry Jackman. Okay, he uh, he used Bucky's fall scream from the first Captain America movie, and he like he he tuned it up oh. and stuff. So it's actually Wait, his scream. That is so yeah. cool. Wait, actually, so that high pitched scream is actually Bucky's falling scream. Yeah, because there were a few screams that I heard, and I was wondering what they were. Bucky, yeah, yeah. That's when Bucky was falling, that is he really tuned cool. it up or tuned it down and stuff like that. That's, That's really cool. I don't really know that much about music. Yeah. Like, he probably yeah, like, uh, like coded a synthesizer to play notes according yeah, to that. It. But yeah, it's cool. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then the next is the intro sequence, which is gorgeous wide shots of yes. DC and um, on your left. <laughs> That's a great line. Mm-hmm. And it's... It had a lot of callbacks to it later yeah. on. Yeah, it, it, it means also, so much more after watching Endgame. Yeah, the movie ends on it as well. Of, no. um, so, but for that scene, I think them running around the ref- reflecting pool is a fantastic scene because the location they're in is a big U.S. monument or U.S. place, and it really showcases how Captain America is a big U.S. figure. It also introduces Sam Wilson, who becomes a much larger role in later films. But, well, kind of. He's, yeah. But this is one of the first films to introduce new characters who's going to be in the next Avengers film and stuff like that. Like, earlier, there was only War Machine, and none of the Thor characters crossed over besides Selvig. But now Falcon's not an Avenger, but yeah. It's uh, just a one-off character. Yeah, <laughs> he. I um, I like Falcon's character a lot. I think he adds a lot to Captain America's character because they're both soldiers. Um, yeah, but it's kind of like he helps him come into the world a little bit and can be his literal wingman a little bit. So, <laughs> um, there, there's also the list that Captain America has. Yes. Which includes yeah. <laughs> so many big things like Star yeah. Wars, Star Trek. Um, yeah, Berlin so I, I've got the whole list here. I've got the whole list. You do? It's uh, first list. It says I Love Lucy, TV, Moon Landing, Berlin Wall, Up and Down, Steve Jobs, Apple, Disco, Thai Food, Star Wars slash Trek, Nirvana, Band, <laughs> Rocky, Rocky t- yeah, Rocky, Rocky Two question mark, <laughs> and then the Trouble Men soundtrack. So and uh, that what's interesting? Li- oh, you you have it probably. It was on IMDb. Yeah, that that list changes between each country. Each country has a mm-hmm. certain like list. For uh for the band, instead of Nirvana, it's the Beatles. For England, 
Uh, I forget that. So there's there's some other big ones I forget at this point. But. Uh, Yuri Yuri Gargarin instead of the moon landing for Russian and Eastern European audiences. Um, so yeah, it's things like that. And Steve Jobs is replaced by uh, someone else from Italy. Yeah, I forget. Um, but yeah, that just. Uh, it's funny, like he's going over things that are better. He's like, "Internet, so helpful." Yeah, <laughs> it's just oh, a little... he, he used to borrow yeah. everything. Food is much better. It's kind of it's it's really cool to kind of, oh yeah, it's it's kind of cool to see like, oh yeah, this would be new to him. It, it kind of uh, makes it more of a fish out of water story, which is interesting. People, yeah. because like his generation, they would have slow like there are grandparents at this point, basically, or our great grandparents they would have slowly gotten used to technology being like added in and stuff, just added to everything. He was just no, barely any technology slammed right into like all technology everywhere. So yeah. it must've been very overwhelming for him, especially when he first started out. Yeah. Well, yeah. like his first introduction was Times square. If you remember at the yeah, end that... of first Avenger and there's all these billboards and cars everywhere. So yeah. I feel like he would have freaked out more though. And I'm wondering yeah. if that's maybe because of his mental capacity is the super soldier serum. Probably makes him less. Captain America is like one of the. He's kind of like a perfect person. So. Okay. <laughs> no, not in, not really in Civil War, but like. No. Yeah. Like, well. Yeah. That's that. Not. He's not perfect. He has flaws, but he is like, you know, he can compose himself. He's like Superman. He's like the Superman. Yes, he of, is. Yeah. Uh, Justice League. Yeah. Yeah. And so, not the I new, think... not the new Superman, like classic Henry Superman. Cavill. No. Yeah, like classic. <laughs> like, the one seen in Supergirl, like, or Christopher Reeves. Or yeah. like the original Superman. Yeah. From the seventies yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But so, in yeah. like movies like Civil War, he turns into the new Superman. But the first two, he's the OG Superman. But so I'm gonna um say something. So I th really think that this movie is a great continuation of the original Captain America, the first Avenger, but in modern world. It carried out some of its, like, villains and themes, and, like, it had great plot twists, and it continued, like, the Hydra storyline, which we'll delve into deeper in, like, one of the biggest plot twists in the MCU. But, yeah, I think it does a really good job of continuing his story. Yeah, it's cool okay, because it doesn't always uh it's it yes it's it's based at it's like has to continue that original story but also it takes influence from several comics and combines them together really nicely cuz there's a uh, the comics of rebooting Captain America after World War II was in Vietnam Watergate that era so it's kind of like the same kind of traditional you know not trusting the government not knowing who's the bad guy but instead of having it during Vietnam um, in the 60s and 70s, you bring it to modern day and adapt it. And I think they did that really well. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, before we get too deep in this movie, I have a question for you. Uh, it's a little bit off topic. It's the bodybuilding thing. I, I get one bodybuilding thing per, per, per movie. Um, That's true. <laughs> um, That's true. Do, you think, do you think Chris Evans is natural as, as his role as, uh, what's it called, Captain America? Like, do you think he took steroids or... Uh, a ball and stuff like that. I don't think they would have let him take steroids. Yeah, he's not like Arnold Schwarzenegger or The Rock, who's yeah. like jacked. But I mean, there's the superhero diet, the famous superhero diet that they're all put on. 
So yeah. like look at Thor. Like look at Chris Hemsworth. He is one hundred percent not natural because what? if you can no. see he ripped yeah. before the movie. Yeah. He was ripped before Thor. Yeah, he was. And he packed on thirty pounds of muscle in six months. Yeah. It's not physically possible to do without like some steroids or something along those lines. Like supplements mm. and stuff. Yeah. So what I think so what it's I possible. Say, yeah, I think it's possible. Have you also. seen There's Christian Bale awesome. and Batman and his transformations? An actor oh, can transform. American Psycho. American Psycho. Yeah. Like That's people can true. go through transformations really fast. Like Chris Ev or not Chris Evans, Christian Bale lost a bunch of weight for a movie and where he it. played a he played a druggie that was super he was like ninety pounds and then he bulked up to be um Batman and then a couple years later he had to put on a bunch of weight to be uh, Dick Cheney in the movie Vice. So it's the actors can go through transformations really fast. I mean if I don't know if they'd even be allowed to have steroids because it's Disney, and if that were to get out, it'd be a really big scandal. So they'd have to be, you know, <laughs> it'd have yeah. to be certainly like legal and everything. But I don't know. So uh, I think uh, to finish this off, I think Chris Evans is natural because uh, you can see his natural progression throughout the movies and stuff. Like look at Fantastic Four; he's already ripped there, and he's That's got great. he's got a nice. He's, he, the thing is, in that movie, he's shredded, really. He's more shredded than in this movie. And this movie's a lot bulkier, but he's still got a lot of that muscle still packed on. So I feel that he a is Massive natural. shoulders. Yeah. But in my opinion, I think that Chris Hemsworth is not natural. Chris well, Hemsworth, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure about him. Like, Chris I, Hemsworth, he jacked. Like, jacked. Yeah. Like, if you see a shirt this scene in Thor Ragnarok, you could see the six-pack evident. Like his body shape is way different than Chris Evans. Like, yeah, I think he also has really good genetics as well. I think he has just insanely good genetics. He Have also worked out brother? for this movie. Yeah, all of his brothers are yeah, super like, fit yeah. too. So yeah, yeah, so, I don't know. It's possible. Everything, anything is possible. He could be in like the one percent of people that can actually do it. Yeah. Yeah, he. I think he can. Yeah. Okay. Next scene. Uh, Black Widow pulls up in a black corvette <laughs> corvette's great i don't like yeah. i don't like uh black widow's new hairstyle compared to the I other do. ones I, but... I like black widow's hairstyle yeah i think her hairstyle was better done than this than the infinity war hairstyle as well as like the civil war hairstyle i really yeah, I liked remember. her hairstyle what i don't remember Wait. oh I like her hairstyle in this movie because it's still red, it's still orange, it's still like it's natural flowing down. It's like it shows a new look for her, and I think it works really well. I think for me, it's I think my favorite Black Widow hairstyle, and I think it's really well done. Okay, well. it's a good way of showing how much she's changed from the Avengers, or how much her yeah, hair that's and wardrobe has changed. Okay. And the next scene that we have to cover is the boat scene. I personally am a it, okay. I personally am a very big fan of this scene because it showcases how Captain America has transformed into a modern spy. It showed how he was a soldier and how his moves and like combat style is used in modern the modern world. And because of that, you get to see a new side of Captain America. You get to see like a more, I guess, darker side of him. 
I think he is and always really... will be a soldier, though. Yeah, yeah, but it shows how he's used in modern day, like as a spy. And so I really like this scene because it showcases Captain America's fighting abilities as well as like his like physical abilities, like from like the jump from like the helicarrier or like the plane jump. He doesn't have a parachute, which is big. Then there's also yeah. the entire fight scene on the boat, which I think is really well done of him just taking out every single soldier. Like, and the scene beforehand also introduced Brock Rumblow and his right-hand man. Both are turned out to be evil later on, but you get to see how they work as a team before his team turns on him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Kate, there's a scene that I remember in the original Captain America, you were like, you were like freaking out about this. You were like, I can't believe uh, you were so happy about it. It was Cap through a knife. It was a really cool scene. Cap through a knife yeah, on a hydrogen. Yeah, this is the hand. Yeah. This is to the hand. This, I was going to say. He, I know, it's awesome. It. It's awesome. Say, I, thank you, Matt. Thank you, Quinn, for pointing that out. Oh, not you now. Yeah. Don't you dare mix us up. Cade, come on, oh, please. No, no, no. Don't ready. <laughs> no. For those of you who don't know, people think we look similar. You guys actually dressed up <laughs> one year. You guys dressed up. Oh, we've been doing it as twin days. Day. Day. We, we've yeah. been doing it every every single twin day. We just wear our soccer jerseys because that's the only shared shirt we have. <laughs> we wear jeans. Yeah. Okay. We're combo, so, but it works. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only clothes we share. I want to say Brock Rumlow is probably the most obvious bad guy ever. I know he looks bad, and though Ant Man even pointed out in in game, Ant Man pointed out in in game. He's like, <laughs> how can't you tell they're bad? They obviously look bad. I mean, I think. Yeah. Plus, even in the boat scene, Rumlow looks bad because he mercilessly kills a guy with the electrocutor thing. He just hits him on the head, and he yeah. catches him. He looks bad. Like, in his actions, like, yeah. and then in this, in this line, there's a foreshadowing, because after they take over the boat, um, the guy with the glasses, I'm blanking on his name right now, Sitwell, Jasper Sitwell says, I told you, S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't negotiate. And that sh shows that S.H.I.E.L.D. has kind of turned into Hydra, or that something, that S.H.I.E.L.D. is kind of darker than it seems. It is great foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah. This scene also introduces us to Georges Bentroc. Yes. Um, great great who's played by <laughs> he's played by an actual UFC fighter. Yeah. And um, this scene has great chore fight choreography, especially with a Batrock versus yeah. Cap scene. Because it shows Batrock doing all these leaping acrobatic moves. And it's and oh, and I really like the Captain America's line of let's see in Russian. It's kind of badass. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I think the scene isn't shot very well. <laughs> it's a lot of close camera angles. The scene has the, it has the same thing that every single other Marvel movie has mm. where it's the close cut camera angles with quick moves. So you can't really see what's going on. It was either that or I was tired. It's a, it's 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 like scene. it's it's this fight scene is good but not great. The it's the best fight scene I think is the best like two people hand to hand combat is the last two Bucky versus Cap fight scenes. Those are really well. And I think it's I think it's because no, but two to two combat. 
like hand hand to hand. Yeah, the Highway fight is um, just it's not hand to hand, Cade. It's not, no, no no. He's saying it's, it's just two hand. people fighting, like um, slugging it out, sort of. That's what yeah, he's but it about. is. Yeah. It's like, the highway oh, fight. Remember guns. with the knife trick? Not entirely. Not entirely. He, he, Kate's talking about later on in the highway fight scene with the. Yeah, yeah I'm the talking end. about the high with Captain America. Uh, yeah, versus, well, well, anyways, we'll, we'll the Bucky there. versus Cap fight scenes are yes. the best. Those two are the best. This one is. Uh, I think it's probably because the the that one guy's an actual UFC fighter, so he knows all the moves. And my guess is that Cap messed up a little bit. Chris Evans and his or his stuntman messed up a little bit or something like that, and they couldn't keep up, so they had to shoot it in a way that hid all of that. But it worked. I don't know. It, it was still it was it was good, but not great. Like I don't know. It's a forgettable fight uh, scene, but I think it was really cool. Like it yeah. shows Captain America taking on an opponent, being more than just a shield, like being more than the thing that defines him. Yeah. Because in like other um, films, he uses his shield a lot, and this film yeah. really showcases his hand-to-hand combat ability, which I think is a really well done decision. Yeah, um, Cap in this movie has a lot more quippy dialogue, a lot more one-liners, uh, which is interesting for his character. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I it's feel- fine. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the. This is the movie that really showcased Captain America as a character. Because remember the video you sent us? They pointed it out in here, but yeah, it's kind of like Filmento a- did a video, um, the YouTube channel Filmento, yeah. on how this movie builds dread in an audience. So yeah. that's a good video. I suggest everyone I think- check it out. Captain America's character development in this movie is great also, and it's a great lead-up to Civil War. Because, basically, Civil War, he doesn't trust the government, and this shows why. Because the government is not what it seems. They're actually bad guys. But so, I also like, because at the beginning of this movie, he's more black and white. Like, he trusts a lot of people. But by the end, or in the middle, he realizes that there's a gray area, that he can't trust everybody, and people are not who they seem. Okay. Um. So Cap, when when he first when he went under ice, when he before he went under ice, it was just black and white basically. It was just there's a villain, you got to punch him basically. But as soon as he came back out into our world, uh, there was no there was a more more of a gray area for a lot of places because look look at Shield, they're so like secretive and they don't tell a lot of things, but then they're also doing good at the same time. So, I feel like Cap in this movie is just struggling between that. Uh, I feel like he's struggling in that gray area in this movie, for most of it at least. I think we forgot to point out that this is the first movie directed by the Russo brothers in the MCU. Yes. Who are an amazing they are combo. They directed two of the directors. best MCU movies ever made. Two yeah. of the best. People may argue that they directed all the four films that they directed are the best, but I'm gonna, but I don't agree with that. I am gonna argue that yeah. they directed two of the best because, for reference, what movies do they direct? Um, Captain America: Civil War, Captain America: The Winter Soldier, Infinity War, and Endgame. Oh yeah, <laughs> we should probably get moving, guys. We should probably get moving. Okay, so. Uh, Black Widow uses. I know Black Widow uses silenced pistols, so it's kind of a. Oh, 
she also uh, nod to her like she's a spy yeah, so yeah, people can't I, hear her because I, I was like why aren't they hearing the gunshots oh they're silence pistols so she also yeah it's a great yeah she has a great line that i love it's hilarious she has a bunch of hilarious lines in this and great lines in this it's i'm multitasking it's just hilarious on so many levels because it shows that even though her intent is that she's multitasking with Steve Rogers and his love life, she's also multitasking with like the mission because she has a different side mission. Yeah. So it's good pointed out. Uh, oh, one thing music. during the Ben Troc fight, during the Ben Troc fight, Ben Troc responds to Cap or he talks to him in French and Cap responds in French. So Captain Russian. America knows French. Oh, French. It was it was French. French. Georges Bentrock, that's French. Oh, that <laughs> uh, yeah, so for some reason Captain America knows French. Well, no, no, no. He, uh, he learned French in World War II because one of the soldiers in the Howling Commando spoke he was... French. Okay, that makes sense. Oh, French. that's right. Because I was, yeah, I was kind of confused how he knew Russian, but now that you point out it's French, it makes way more sense. Yeah, it's French. So for Black Widow, um, there's this scene where you can really feel the music. It's kind of scary, I guess. Like the scene where she sees the guy and she's like, hey there, sailor. And you hear the music as she suddenly attacks him. And the music itself is really, I guess, intense and scary, I guess. Which is pretty much the entire movie. Oh, oh! At the end of the Ben Troc fight, uh, yeah. Captain America punches him once and he knocks out. So that just kind of shows like Captain America is uh, how strong he is. Yeah, because normally people do like punch, punch, punch in the face yeah. over and over and over again, but he just does once and he's out. So that's cool. Um, then we cut to the Shield headquarters, which I like the design of. It's kind of a cool modernist building. Um, and then there's a couple lines. Uh, there's okay. One of my biggest uh, issues with Captain Marvel is how it completely ignores this movie. I hate it, Captain Marvel. Movie. No, so it, there's this one line. I don't line. think they watched this movie. The last time there's a I, couple things. The last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye. It was originally supposed to be much yeah. bigger, but then Captain Marvel just screwed it up. Yeah. It screwed. Captain Marvel makes it a comedy point by having a cat scratch out his eye, so that doesn't really make sense. Because mystery. in this movie, which is pre-established canon, it's pre-established, right? It, they gotta follow up on it. So, like, what? The last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye. He trusted the cat. <laughs> what? <laughs> it doesn't That's make terrible. sense. I know. So, like, so there's wait. another thing. There's another thing. There's two more things. Um, the Robert Redford character. Uh, who's the shield guy? Uh, what's his Alexander name? Alexander Pierce. Alexander Pierce. Alexander Pierce. He calls Nick Fury Nick. He calls him Nick. If you'll remember in Captain Marvel, there's a specific scene where he says, "Nobody calls me Nick. Not even my mother. My mom always called me Fury. Everyone no, calls me Maria Fury." Hill. And how he figures out the guy, how he figures out the guy is a scroll, is because. He calls him Nick. But, so Captain Marvel just completely ignored that in this movie. No, no. Maria Hill calls him Nick also. I feel yeah, like... So, uh, and, and, no, in a deleted, and a deleted scene, Black Widow calls him Nick. So no, it's for the it, people closest to him can, are able to call him Nick. 
No. Because it makes sense with me. Oh, that's not what they say in Captain Marvel. That is not what they say in Captain Marvel. He said, like, even his mother called him Fury. That was a specific thing that they said. So, Captain Marvel ignored this movie in the MCU. I, like, they just didn't watch it, I'm pretty sure. So, Captain Marvel, it's kind of difficult. It it took away from this movie, but. Forget about Captain Marvel. I I also like Samuel Jackson's performance in this movie a lot more. I agree. His. yeah. This is one of the movies. It's like a where, grittier badass. Yeah, this is one of those movies where Nick Fury has a larger role, and because of that, you get to see Samuel L. Jackson's performance range. It shows how Nick Fury is as a commander and like as a spy, which is really well done. And even from the story from like the his grandfather and the. Elevator Shuffer, you can see how big that scene is. And later on, there's a call. I yeah. want to point this out. Later on, there's a callback to his one of his best roles, Julius Winfield in Pulp Fiction. And it's on his gravestone. Yes. It's on the Good. gravestone. It's uh, The Path of the Righteous Man, uh, Ezekiel 25:17, on his gravestone, which is a made-up. Bible Bible line from the movie Pulp Fiction that he says. I haven't seen the movie, but I've seen that scene, and it's so cool. So it's good. it's like it's it's like if you haven't it's, seen that scene, it's, it's one of the most badass uh, examples of acting ever. It's so cool. It's the best scene in the entire movie. Best scene yeah. in the entire movie. And the Tarantino movie. So badass. I haven't been able to watch it yet, but okay. So back yeah. to the movie. Okay. Back to the back to the thing. They they that's the the, the insight insight thing with insight. The, all the helicarriers. Oh, this is um, another movie with a bigger which, which role for the helicarrier. Cool. Because later on, Yeah, like, it looks pretty cool. Yeah, in future MCU movies, you don't really see helicarriers carriers anymore. But in like this film, helicarriers have a big role. It's like a really important role. And there's also the big question would you rather have safety or freedom? Like Big question, yeah. big moral question. It's uh, giving up freedoms for safety. That's kind of like this whole movie, and I it makes sense. The cap. Have you guys seen the movie? Because... Have you guys seen the movie Minority Report with Tom Cruise? Not yet. Not yet. That movie is pretty Spielberg much they movie. stop crime before it happens. So pretty much this, yeah. um, the Project Insight kind of copies that idea yeah. and makes it new and different. And like yeah has the same um thing. then we get a uh, pap's new suit i like we saw that um i like his new suit design it's like a more modern take on it uh yeah. and cap's motorcycle again another he motorcycle. On motorcycle like it's crazy he looks he, like his fight scenes on motorcycles are always the best this yeah. is coming on a motorcycle in um, the first movie he rode into a hydra base like guns are blazing literally and fire coming out of it yeah, yeah. Like it was Speedy Gonzalez. Yeah. <laughs> the next scene is a Smithsonian. Oh. Uh, the Smithsonian Captain America exhibit, which I think is a really okay. It's a really good way so, to have a massive exposition dump. I agree. Uh, but I and it works point to out... reestablish everything and sets back up uh, Carter and Bucky. So. I agree. I think it's really well done. But as you said, that Captain Marvel retconned some stuff in this movie. Endgame retconned some stuff in this movie also. Endgame says that Captain America goes back in time for Peggy Carter. But in this movie, it says that Peggy Captain America saved Peggy Carter's future husband. 
So is she yeah. Captain America's her husband, or what's the deal with that? I don't get that. So it's a different timeline. So um, okay, listen. Every shot that we see of Peggy and her kids, we never actually see who her husband is, which I kind of like because it's kind of left up in the air. Her kids are. Well, uh, uh, no, no, no. We we literally never Ed, see a picture Ed, of her husband. Problems with time. The Captain agree. America time travel thing in Endgame is kind it's of terrible. known to be. Very yeah, it's good. an issue, but but. Well, it's emotionally hits really well, but it's inconsistent. It's inconsistent. Yeah, character inconsistency. Because he said it we say have to move on. I would say it's a plot hole. I don't know. Yeah, it's not um, well done. That's the emotional beat. I think it's well done. <laughs> uh, we'll like, talk about it when we get there. Kind of, so, kind of. this this movie quickly establishes that there's no longer clearly good versus evil, which is kind of the theme in this movie, yeah. and. Uh, then Fury even begins to realize that he doesn't know everything that's going on at S.H.I.E.L.D. I re- and he doesn't because have of, access to everything that's going on. Because of the scene where he tries to access something, but there's actually something different. It was like, yeah. it was the first, I guess, hint that something was off. Because he said, yeah. because it said that he was not allowed a- access by Nicholas J. Fury. But he's Nicholas yeah. J. Fury, and he's the only one with access. So, first hint of something's off yeah. with Shield. And then the Robert Redford character is introduced. I don't. And what's his name? Pierce Alexander Pierce. Pierce. Yeah. So Robert Redford's an amazing actor. I mean, that's kind of known. Uh, and he's probably one of the most high listed actors in the MCU. Yeah. Uh, I read into it a little bit. He accepted it because he's Robert Redford, and he can do whatever he wants. And because he liked the idea uh, that it was something completely different from what else he had already done. No, it was also his granddaughter. She wanted him to be in a superhero movie. So he was. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Well, thanks to that. uh, Thanks to that granddaughter. Um, Oh, then we have this hall. Yeah. We have like a hologram meeting uh, of the, those guys, which council. A little reminiscent of the Star Wars prequels. I agree. It but, is. But it's, it's more uh, like advanced. It's, just, it's cool that we finally get to see those silhouettes from Avengers and see well, who they are. Even um, though the silhouettes aren't the same as the one seen in, in Avengers, there's a different world council members. Yeah. And it could have changed in the span of, that, of those years. I think the girls the girls same. Are same. Yeah, but it could have changed in the span. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, they developed the World Security Council more. It showed that they're all over the world instead of just in the U.S. I think that has a really good yeah. idea. And plus, this is the one the I think this is the last film that you see the World Security Council in. So they're pretty much they die. Like two movies. Yeah. They, die, oh, they all no, die. No, I know yeah, they except have, for the woman. No, I don't know where the woman is. I'm confused. That's a bit of like a, I don't know what happens. No, they die. That, I know they get electrocuted, no, but no, no. Black Widow also gets electrocuted. They don't. They didn't. don't get electrocuted. They get a hole blasted they through their chest. A hole blasted through their chest. She electrocutes herself to she like, like yeah, to disable crowd. it. Yeah, that's yeah. Oh, the widow's bite. Okay, that, thank you. Which is a, a little. For... We'll get there. We'll get there. Near the end, there's a couple little plot holes, but um. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. 
then we get into the the car chase which with fury which is really good it's it's more of a car fight than a car chase which i love yeah it's it's really well done like oh, wait, has, wait, guys guys, guys I, we forgot the sam we forgot, we forgot the sam church scene sam like talking oh, to yeah. That. oh yeah yeah and peggy scene. carter I, I yeah, and that, I just don't like, have any notes on that. I love that scene. It's just showing how nice Sam is, like how wholesome he actually is. He's helping other people. It's just he's the right type of soldier. He's the he's the soldier that it's the soldier that everyone should be. He's a lucky soldier. Sure, yeah. Where are we? Peggy Carter's car scene. Speech. Peggy Carter's speech. Peggy is Carter, big. yes. Because oh. her speech scene in this is a big because it's later yeah. also in the trailer for Avengers Endgame. It's like you can't move on, or sometimes the best you can do is move yeah. on, which is a big factor into yeah. Endgame. There's also now let's get uh, to the next. Did you wait? No, we can talk about that a little bit more. I forgot about that. She has amnesia, which I kind of got. Yeah. Um, that's kind of sad. And also, that was the actual actress just yeah, digitally yeah. aged. She was flawless. I didn't even notice it. I thought there was no makeup. It was CGI. all no makeup? CGI. Wait, CGI. no That's makeup? CGI. All ma- it was so good. It was all That's motion track CGI. And this came up before Tarkin. Wow. Huh. Oh my. No, but that's different because Tarkin was. They had to He's recreate dead. something. Who's dead? Right, they, just yeah. had, they just had to age this person. But still. Right. Uh, Never mind. <laughs> but yeah. Um, okay, and then there's the Fury, Fury car chase. Fury, Do we have anything else to say about this besides it's awesome? Really well. Yeah. Fury, <laughs> it's really out. Well done. Yeah. Uh, Fury has some great one-liners in this. And also, like, his conversation with yeah. Hell. She's like, it'll take me four hours. You have three. It shows how he's a chief, yeah. the commander. And it also shows that he can hold his own. Like, if he has to, yeah. he can hold his own. And this chase sequence serves as the introduction to the Winter Soldier, which is yeah, really mysterious. Probably. And the, his theme. Yeah, that's the sound. The sound and music come together really well, as as well as the visuals. It's kind of you know, it's good. It's a good yeah. intro. Tr- okay. Oh, and so then in this scene, so you know the scene where they brought the big thing, the big thing that ram. hit the window, battering ram. Battering. So I found out that those people, the SWAT, the SWAT team people, are in the hospital later on. They're the shield agents in the hospital. The same. Hydra. They're like the thing that Tony Stark wore in Endgame, as well as. And so this is the moment when Jerry realized that shield is not compromised. No, no, Kate, Kate, wait, guys, guys, I have one thing to say about the car fight scene. Yes. Why does Nick Fury have a lightsaber? Why isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't, I didn't really understand what that was. How did that even work? Yeah, like, it was probably, it was probably was a, uh, what's it called? Plasma cutter. But like, yeah. But where did the rest? Where go? did he go? Where did, where did like he the, go? Yeah, went underground. Well, then why didn't the Witcher soldier just chase after him underground? Yeah, that is a good point. Actually, I always assumed yeah. he went underground because I feel like you see it in the yeah. You see like a, a tunnel a through the hole in the hole. ground. So you, I don't know. It's kind of weird. So where's? Because they they're in New York, right? Maybe. Or it's supposed to be in New York, right? Yes, but because the not under... systems everywhere. Yeah, but I. It's supposed okay, to be in but, DC. Yeah. yeah. That's true, you're right. Uh, okay. So I'm going to, we're going to go to the apartment scene. Yeah. But I have a fun fact about the apartment scene. So do you know the music playing on the stereo? 
I was wondering what that so was. So the music playing in Mysterio is this—it's the same one as the music playing in Endgame. Yep, that's what the I thought. Dance. Same one. <laughs> yeah, it's a good song actually. And if you noticed, he yeah, has really. several books on his bookshelf. He's got several biographies of presidents, including George H. W. Bush. He's got two volumes of a World War II book and The Art of War. Um. By Sun Tzu, so um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. A lot of war books trying to read up on what happened after he yeah. died. Died in quotes. This was also the introduction of Sharon Carter. Yep. Who she was actually talking to her aunt on the phone. She was actually talking to Peggy on the phone. Oh yeah. Even revealed into a war that her last name's Carter and Peggy's her aunt. So yeah, kind of. Weird. I, have, I have a question, guys. So when Nick is when Nick is first talking to Cap, uh, he uh, he says he has a wife. Do you think he actually has a wife, like a secret wife, like Hawkeye does? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I thought about that also. If he was just using it as a cover, I think he's just using it as a cover. Bugs. Boy. Yeah, I think a cover makes sense. Yeah. And then Nick gets shot by yeah. the Winter Soldier. And then oh, and Sharon Carter turns out to be a spy instead of a yeah. nurse. Oh wait! I have a thing. Yeah, I have less a thing. people can trust. So beforehand, Sharon Carter says she doesn't want to use Steve's laundry, but I think Sharon says no because it would reveal that she's a shield agent, that she doesn't have any scrubs. Because of that, I think it's a good bit of foreshadowing, even though in the next scene it's revealed that she's a shield agent. But still. Yep. Yeah. Because, um, yeah. yeah. You can also see when Nick is shot, you can just see Cap just goes into a rampage. Like you, you just it's full fury, basically. Yeah. Yeah, just, I'm in pursuit. Great yeah. line. Uh, it's just you can see how much like that's actually impacting him. Just yeah. I, just, I love the because, acting by Chris Evans in the scene as well. It's so nice. Plus, this chasing itself is kind of cool because it shows Bucky catching the yeah. no, it shows the Winter Soldier. Catching the shield, yeah. which is so crazy. his shield's made out of vibranium, right? Yes. Yeah. So, what do you think Bucky's armor's made out of? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what else could stop me. vibranium? Yeah. Probably vibranium. I think it is vibranium. I mean, it has to be because he absorbs, he absorbs bullets. Yeah, it's mithril. Uh, it's that magic. It's the or, magical or adamantium. Yeah, they just introduced proto adamantium back into the MCU. Oh so, okay, um, they did. Yeah. Like what? Where? Where did they introduce that in? Introduce it. They did a team up of Fortnite. Apparently, Captain America's shield apparently was called Proto Antimantium. Yeah, apparently. Why is Fortnite I canon? I hate that. Oh my god. Okay. Fortnite's canon? No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Canon in, Fortnite it's can't also be canon. It's also canon in Star Wars too. But we'll get there. <laughs> Why? That's the, terrible. No, I no, hate okay, having okay, Fortnite. It's just the characters. Just the characters are Help canon. Just the characters, speech. not the story they create. Um. Okay. Uh, there's actually a there's a real fury fake out death, which is really well done. <laughs> it's really good. And that's that's scene. that's like a good twist, I guess. Um, I thought he was yeah. actually dead. Same. See when I first watched well, it, I was like, he, "There's no way to Like I knew I knew he wasn't dead, so it didn't really hit as hard. No, uh, no but no, but so so when me when I watched this it was way back in 2014, and way back when me and Otto were still close. Um, Otto actually. <laughs> He spoiled that Nick Fury was alive. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fake out death. So I knew he was not dead. 
So it was kind of, it didn't hit as hard because I knew what was happening. Like, if you know, yeah. if you know plot twists before it happens, it's not effective. No plot twist. Okay, the next, the next note I have is on the vending machine. Right, yeah, the... and Batman, oh, and Black Widow chewing her gum. Wait, no, no. Black Widow, no, yeah. Later, but so how did he get the hard drive into the vending machine without anyone oh, noticing? Okay. Doesn't remember you saw the guy loading it up. He yeah. was loading it. They got there, it. Was, okay. there was there was a guy loading it. There was a custodian loading it up. He just didn't notice, or he could have asked him to put it in. It's kind of a pretty. I don't know. Oh, it's wait, kind of wait. an odd. No, thing to no. Do. I want to point something out way before this. So right before the next year's okay. scene, um, he. He Nick asked for Project Insight to be delayed. Then he is attacked right after he tells Alexander Pierce and leaves the building. So it's yeah. kind of foreshadowing that Alexander Pierce is bad because right before the chasing, he asked Alexander Pierce to delay Project Insight. Because of that, yeah. Alexander Pierce tried to have him killed. Okay. Yep, yep, no yep. And uh, I yeah. feel like him putting file in the vending machine is kind of dumb. Because what if there's like, yeah. like a little kid who really likes gum and he just wants to <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's just a bad idea. A plot yeah. device, I guess. I would hide it in the wall. <laughs> That's why uh, I would. And don't ask I don't think he's 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 like Cap has now learned not to trust anyone, so he doesn't tell the truth to the Robert Redford character. That's what I'm gonna call oh. him because I don't know. He's, like a better, he's a better liar as well at this point. Yeah, he is because Black Widow calls him out on it. Uh, I also like the line neighbor. That's hilarious when he just walks past yeah. and he's like neighbor. Yeah. Um, neighbor. So good. And the okay, the elevator fight is fantastic. I will give you that. It's really well done. It's incredibly choreographed. It's like it's like it's mind blowing. Like this is the that's the one scene I remembered from the Winter Soldier before I rewatched it again. The one scene. Mm-hmm. It's really well done. Yeah. Like. Plus, it's called back to the game. The best part about it is it's really well, it really is uh, able to build suspense. And you find that through like the guys the entering America. the elevator, and then another guy entering the elevator, and then more guys entering the elevator, and then you see all the sweat. So that's no. the best part is it's really able to it's, build suspense. No. The sweat is amazing, but before it is. I agree. Better. And also, Captain America is picking up the signs and stuff, like he knows what's happening. And so I really yeah. like this line. Before we get started, does anybody want to get out? Because it shows Captain America as a character. He's giving the enemies yeah. a chance to leave before what happened. So it's, him as a character. it's just a funny one later. So the the black guy in the elevator is the same stuntman as the guy for Black Panther. So it's the same. They use the same stunt guy later on. And mm-hmm. uh, when he's supposed to be knocked out on the floor. They had to turn his face away from the camera because he couldn't stop laughing and Actually, smiling. So, wanna, yeah, he, he went on a quarter. I also want to so. point out the entry <laughs> yeah. of the people in the elevator. So first off, it's Frank Grillo and his team, or some members of his team. Then it's the people pretending to be the businessman. But let's skip down a couple floors. But then you know something's off when Frank, the second-hand man of Rumlo, the big, the guy with the black hair, and two big men come in, and you know that's their end game. They don't want him to get out there because it, I guess, it gets more intense as it goes on. 
Yeah. Good with so, good intention. Uh, then the there's a little the real reveal where Sitwell is evil, and it's like very subtle, but it's really and the senator, the Iron Man two senator, the Iron Man two senator, yes, which is I didn't, no, that's later on, guys. It's later on. Yeah, I know. Um, I didn't want Sitwell to be evil. Is the thing I like yeah, him as a character. Too. I didn't really I didn't. want him to die either. Uh, didn't like I didn't him? want him to die. His death was so abrupt in this movie. Oh, yeah, Sitwell. Yeah, I thought you were talking about the senator. Yeah. Oh no, I, I hate mean, the senator. He's kind of like, he's a mediocre character. I don't. Really okay, care. and then afterwards, um, there's the hell of the plane takedown, which is crazy because okay. Captain America just takes down a plane by himself. Well, with his shield. First, he falls out of the yeah. elevator. Yeah, um, he jumps out of it. Correction. Not falls. He jumps. Yeah. Falling with style. Yes. And the vibranium, the vibranium. It's a good thing that vibranium absorbs vibration because he would be. But there's dead. the different <laughs> power of vibranium in this movie, because like later you get he gets hit by a ballistic missile and he goes flying backwards. Why wouldn't the vibra- vibranium absorb yeah. the force of that I missile? Like and then, even in the know. jump, I guess like the vibranium hits the ground. But his legs also hit the ground, and his legs don't absorb the vibration. So wouldn't his legs be broken? Like, yeah, probably. First plot hole of the know. movie. It's, uh, it's like the third at this point, but first one I've uh, realized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then there's uh, the, the CGI on the plane fight is a the Quinjet takedown is a little aged. How much Quinjets um, are there? That's kind of I'm kind of it's uh oh there's hundreds. A lot. They're out of thousands. focus. They're out of focus. Like some parts of it are out of focus, and the smoke is a little aged in the fire. But uh, for the most part, it looks good. Um, and then afterwards, we get back to Black Widow and her reading of facial expressions, which I think is a really good. Thing. It's a good, good little exchange of acting right there. Um. Factors performing to like their best abilities. Yeah, they go walking through the mall, uh, and you kind of get this little exchange where uh, Captain America is like making plans and stuff. He's like making plans of attack, and Natasha is uh, trying to like go undercover. So it shows they yeah. caps a soldier, and she's a spy. I think that's great. Kind of and thing. also, yeah. Black Widow. Another hilarious Black Widow line in this is. The first rule of going on the run is don't run. It's kind of like Fight Club. How the the rule of yeah. Fight Club is never talk about Fight That's Club. True. So, kind of the same, but it's cool. And it's and their team up great okay. is great at developing both characters and the different sides of each character. Yeah. yeah. So in the Apple Store, the person that helps them with the what's it called? Oh, the, just, if, they, if they ask if they need some help. It's yeah. a comedian from uh, the Russo's other show that they made. Uh, I don't Community. remember his name. It's Community. But I've watched... Community, that's the show. Community. And there's also the Black Widow Captain America kiss, which is <laughs> it's cool. It's like Black Widow yeah. knows her stuff. She's like, PDA makes people very uncomfortable. And he's like, yeah, it does. And she kisses him. I think it's really well done. <laughs> I kind of wish that Black Widow and Captain America like dated. I I think Captain America and Black Widow. Would have she been has a- romantic involvement with every single Avenger. <laughs> besides Thor. Besides Thor. Besides Thor, I was gonna say yeah, Thor. Doesn't Roma- really. Besides Thor. Yeah. 
she has romantic teas, romantic relationship with every single Avenger. The, um, so almost. I don't think yeah. so. Of the original. Uh, oh yeah, and then there's the little fury thing of did he actually hire the ship, the yeah, boat of pirates? I think he did. I think he did. Why? Why did he do it? Because really he went, he had suspicions about Project Insight. Yeah. He was trying to learn intel about it. So yeah. he hired a ship of pirates, like. Oh, because know. they stole. Okay, they stole the te- they stole information about Project Insight that mm-hmm. he didn't have access yeah. to. That kind of thing. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So I think it's a great um, callback to the first Avenger with the uh, training camp. No, that they visit. I think it's a great way of continuing the story and showing that the shield Lehigh. originated in and the, the flagpole. Yeah, I agree. I, call I like that. that little. It's a and a very effective, a very effective use of nostalgia. Yeah, and how much um, you change, kind of. Just say, guys, I'm sorry. I'm really tired right now. <laughs> if you yeah, can't tell, I'm sorry. I've still got like two more pages of notes, so. Uh, uh, I still have a lot of notes there. as well. Is the thing we're getting there. Um, oh, then there's a little War Games reference. That's the movie that she was talking about. Uh, the Let's play, play game. No, no, that Jigsaw. Yeah. It was uh, Jigsaw reference. No, it's Jigsaw. No, Do you want to play a game? Games. It's War Games. I thought that was Jigsaw. No, it's War Games. Saw, saw, saw. Oh, because Jigsaw it's talking took to it a from computer. War games. He's talking to a computer. In the movie the War Games, they talk to, to they talk to a computer. No, but the line "Do you want to play a game?" Uh, is from Saw. They have to like. They have no, to it's make, not. They it's have in. To, it's not. It's from War Games. Uh, war Games war came games. out in the eighties. It's from War Games. Okay. Yeah, it's um, from Saw. It's from so, Saw. Do you want to play a game? We're moving on. The line is no. We're moving on. It's from War Games. No, war right. Games came out. Oh, in the they do you want to play a game? Saw took it from War Games. She's talking to a computer. No, but why would she reference Saw when she's talking to a computer? She said, "Do you want to play a game?" It's a line from Saw. Yeah, that's from. It's a. It's okay. I guess it's yes, but it's also a line from. It's also a line from Sherlock Holmes. Okay, it's yeah, but I think she was referencing. It's a pretty common line. She's referencing war games because she's talking to a computer. That's what it is. No, she was also referencing Saw because she was like, do you want to play a game? And Saw is on the TV. Why would she be referencing Saw? Because. Why would she be referencing Saw? Jigsaw guy is on the TV and he pops up and he's like, do you want to play a game? She's not a computer. But he's on the TV and it's the same thing. No. Widow, do you want to play a game? Reference. I'm gonna. Okay. Um, okay. I'm sorry, guys. If this podcast is a mess, it's just we're kind of tired. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're not okay. doing this on a normal okay. recording day. We're kind of so. right. Also, like, we're... really hot today. Yeah. It's really hot. I'm not allowed um, to have fans during the podcast because it makes too much noise. So. <laughs> yeah. Same. Same. Uh. Okay. Then the, I like the hydro collage. Like that's Zola pretty algorithm. cool. Okay. Yeah, it's a good way to have a massive exposition dump. Exposition dump. You're um, right. It's from War Games, but it's also in Saw. <laughs> it's also in Saw. So that's what I was thinking. And it's also in Sherlock Holmes. It's also in Sherlock Holmes: A Game of Shadows. So it's a pretty common line. Uh, okay. Yeah. So the Zola algorithm. It's as close as we're gonna get to him looking what what his form is in the comics. Because in the comics, he's a guy. He he's a face on a robot, basically. Yeah, I know him from Weird. the Lego game. 
He's all he's all like purple and yellow. He's like the guy from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He's like that guy. Have you guys seen the movie Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? No, I have not seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Watch the animated show for all those weird. Okay. Uh, my next note is when he goes and meets Sam. Yeah, Sam. Yeah, Sam you know, so I have guys. something. I have something. Same before that. And has got some. So the Zola out. Zola's explanation of how Hydra was formed is wrong, but also correct at the same time. <laughs> so, uh, Hydra, Hydra, uh, that version of Hydra was formed when Red Skull had joined the Hydra cultists, and he decided to take it on a more of a worldview plan instead of just a singular divine plan. So, technically, he's right. That version of Hydra, or that uh, wing of Hydra, was formed like that. But Hydra itself was not originally founded on that idea. Yeah, it was originally to get their leader back, the Hive, the first ever uh, Inhuman. It was a long story, confusing. Well, it, it's comic comics versus MCU as well. So yeah, that's true. Uh, it's uh, no, it's not because it's in uh, Marvel Agents of Shield. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, the Agents, but the Agents of Shield Both isn't canon. as big as this movie. Yeah, oh, Agents no. of Shield is not canon though. But it's kind of like it doesn't have any big impacts. Yeah, and then there's the explosion, which is really cool. That actually would work if you jump down and over yourself like that. That would actually work. So I have a note about this movie. It's a plot hole. So in okay. this movie, from from both the explosion and when he drops his shield down into the lake later on, how does Cap Captain America's shield always keeps reappearing even though he's lost it? Like I don't understand that. <laughs> yeah, like a magical shield. It's like yeah, it's a magical crazy. shield. The it's force, not, what do you mean? No. It's it's like it's more like the hammer than the shield because the hammer always returns. Yeah. Um, so yeah. here, wait. I also have a I have I have a plot hole in this scene as well. How did they survive being one a ballistic missile being fired on them, two a whole building collapsed on them, and not to mention thousands of pounds of rock? They were underground. Uh, it would actually work because he's got his shield. He's super strong, and he jumped down into a hole that prevent that. Uh, that actually is how you would escape an explosion like that if you cover yourself and go into a hole like that. So. Thing is, Hulk had an issue holding up a build, like holding up thousands of pounds. So how could he? But he doesn't have a shield. I know, but still, what I'm saying is, shield absorbs oh. the impact of the rock. So yeah. all he has to do is push it up. Yeah, he can't lift that much. Though is the thing. It absorbs the impact. He doesn't have to. He just has to like push it off of them. They yeah. would be buried, guys. They were, uh, they were, they were underground. You can see the the elevator they took underground. They were underground. So I'm sorry, that's just a plot hole I find. Uh, yeah, I guess it matters how far underground they were. Yeah, it does matter that. But then, but so you said Hulk in Endgame had a problem. Remember in Endgame, his arm is all like burned and stuff. So that's, that's why true. You're trouble. right, actually. You're right, actually. So, yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Oh, and yeah, so, you're right, actually. Okay. I, after this scene, that um, they said, call in the asset. And there's a Bucky reveal foreshadowing. There's a foreshadowing oh, in this yeah. scene because Bucky is without his mask and his goggles. So you, you can see that if you look closely, the darkness mostly covers up the lower half of it, his face. But you can actually see his eyes in this, like just yeah. normal eyes. So, yeah. so foreshadowing. And I feel like this scene also shows like one of the most sad brutal movie murders in this movie there's a lot of sad 
emotional murders in this movie that I'm going to point out. But the poor housekeeper, like, that's yeah. brutal. He just like, I really like you. Boom, boom, boom. And it's just terrible. Yeah, and then they go, they go run to, they go run to Sam. And Sam's and line them. to Captain America is so chill. He's like, "Hey, man, like nothing's happening." Yeah. So like, it's uh, it's kind of lucky that he met Sam. Yeah. Who is the guy lucky. that knows everything, and is also the guy that was part of that program. So yeah, I don't know. That's quite of a big convenience. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. I don't know. Uh, yeah, and yeah, then the Sam. I have something to say about. Thing to say about that. So, um, in this movie, Captain America has to trust the person he knows the least about. Is the thing. Yeah. It's so cool. I like that aspect of it because it's like he can't trust anyone that he actually knows, except for maybe Black Widow a little bit. So he goes. Well, to that's trust like the person. that's a conflict in the movie is he doesn't know if he can trust her. Yeah. So yeah. he's the only person he can trust is a person he knows very little about, which is I like that idea. Yeah, they said that in the video, and I agree with that. It's really cool. Yeah. But also, how is the Falcon uh, able to keep his suit? Didn't. Falcon! Falcon's suit is so lame. It's like, how is he able to fly at that wind altitude and not, like, feel something? Like, because he doesn't have helmet. He, he, has, he has a sleeveless shirt, and he should be I able to it, feel something at that altitude. I'm fine with the explanation that, that it's a superhero movie. I'm fine with the explanation. Me too. I, I am, but still, just pointed it. But still, I, I'm suit, fine with that. But suit is much better than what it is in the comics. Okay, the comics. He looks yeah, like a guy I, who just taped feathers <laughs> to his arms. Okay, be fair. It's like Vulture in the comics. It's. I yeah. agree. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Much better looking. Oh, I, yeah, I agree. I, I agree. I agree. And, I, uh, so then they get the what? Uh, what's his name? The, um. Sitwell, right? Oh, there's this and they bring him Sitwell. up. And and there's a yeah, there's a little there's a reference Dr. to uh, Strange. Stephen Strange, Dr. Yeah. Strange. It was Bruce a threat Banner. to Hydra. So that kind of shows you the uh, timeline a there's, little bit. There's also another reference to a possible future hero that we haven't introduced yet. Um, uh, his name I don't remember his name exactly, but it's uh, they mention a high school valedictorian. So in the comics, they're yeah. the person to take up the person to take up the role of Hulk. After Bruce Banner, I think I forget how the transfer happened. Cho Chang. Cho Chang. Yeah, so he's this high school valedictorian. He's extremely smart. Yeah. So oh, maybe they're hinting at him being. Well, yeah, because yeah, there's Professor Hulk that. now, so there might yeah. be like yeah. new no. Hulk. Yeah, that'd be cool. This, the, but the issue I find with that is because he's the he's the origin of Smart Hulk though, because he combined yeah. Hulk and his brains. So I find that might be an issue now later on because they combined Hulk and uh, the. They made Smart Hulk. I, smart Hulk. Yeah. I think Smart Hulk smart. would not. Smart. We'll talk about it later. Okay. Talk about it. Endgame smart. has. I'm calling him Smart now. And it's Professor. It has Hulk. a lot of. It's, yeah, it's not. Mm. I, I'm going to say my opinion on that movie later. But so, yeah. I really. Then think, we go to this street fight, right? Yeah, the highway fight, which is yeah. one of the best fight scenes ever made. It's so yeah, well it's done. That's pretty good. Like, it's. Pretty good. So, I have a fun fact. So, do you know um, the actor for Bucky? Sebastian Stan. Yep. Sebastian Stan. So, every day to practice for the knife tricks, he took a plastic yeah. knife and did the tricks with the plastic yeah. knife. So, oh, knife? And oh, okay. 
it turns out it pays off because the knife sequences in this movie are absolutely stunning and gorgeous. Yeah. Like it's like insane. It's like this jump. So good. There's a lot I'm of sure. let me try it. No. There's a lot of like practical, <laughs> practical effects, which I like. Yeah, not a lot. Yeah. And practical. It doesn't rely on CGI. So, yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, yeah, but then the scene also shows Black Widow's resourcefulness because because it shows Black Widow and the telephone. Like, she's so smart. And even her, she knows when to run. Like, even her chucking the little dish thingy at the Winter Soldier's arm because she knows he was going to shoot her and she knows that she wouldn't be able to take him down alone. And plus, she kind of does end up taking him down by the ballistic missile, but still. I just say the Uzi on the back of Bucky looks extremely small. I don't know why it does. The what? The Uzi, the gun that he has on his back when he's walking up when we first when we kind of first see him, he has an Uzi on his back that looks extremely small. I don't know why it looks that small because they're not oh. that small in real life. Don't know a lot about guns. Yeah, uh, what did you guys think about this fight scene though? Did you guys like? It was good. One of the best choreographed scenes really in all of the MCU. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. So one of the best. One of the best in the MCU for sure. It's a it's a nice mixture of CGI and practical. I feel as well. It's they, they didn't yeah. overdo it on the CGI. They made it just right. Not as good Plus, as Helm's Deep. They show all the different like equipment that each lap is used. Like there's Bucky's guns. There's like the different guns Bucky used. The knife Bucky used. Captain America's shield even. And like it's crazy Any because gun. there's a scene where. Bucky just takes the knife and it hits into the car and he's like this and it goes across that. It, yeah. And, yeah. And then what is that you knife can tell when the fight starts. Metal. I know. It's, yeah. But then you can also... Oh, metal arm. He had it in his metal arm, <laughs> I think. Yeah, but then there's also the... You can, you can tell like the different phases of the fight. Like you can tell when it starts. You can tell when it starts slowing down. You can tell when it's still going on. You can tell when there's it's not just hand to hand. So many different stuff in this yeah. fight scene that makes it so good. Then the end, uh, the Winter Soldier reveal as Bucky is really good. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then they're captured, and uh, or Maria Hill, which is cool. Maria Hill actually shows up in this. Movie. Yeah, Maria Hill. <laughs> that's awesome. This is the most. Then at first, how did they get Captain America's shield back? Like. He, yeah. They wouldn't have had the shield know. in the same band as him because that's so dumb if they would. Rumlow yeah. would have had the shield. So how did they get his shield? What about Falcon's suit as well? Yeah. Yeah, what? Oh, oh what? Falcon's, no, Falcon's suit was in the car. Falcon's suit was in the car, though. But so, the shield, though. Yeah, I know. Okay. I don't know. Also, they tunneled out of that car. They broke out of that car. Yeah, with the same lights and everything. And then they had another car that they got into and went. So it was like the same car too. So how I did know. they know when to drop off? Uh, yeah. And then also the Fury was alive. Explanation. Okay, so the Fury was alive, right? At first, I was like, "Nah, that's that's weird. That doesn't make any sense." But then they it's actually cool, explained it pretty well. They explained it pretty it's well. Cool Dendrotox is like short and Bruce sweet. And stuff, it's the cool way of relating it to Bruce Banner and having yeah. another reference to him. And then there's the whole argument where Cap takes charge a little bit and Sam says, I do everything he does, just slower. <laughs> yeah. And it's also, it looks like you're in the orders now, Cap. Yeah. 
Yeah. So something about the dendrotoxin, about it slowing like the heart down and stuff. So that was developed in Agents of Shield, for a person who they were trying to recreate like Thor, like Thor's strength and stuff like that, or Captain America's strength, the Super Soldier Serum. There's a project called Centipede, and but the issue is it was unstable. Like the Extremis, which I think Extremis is super so is the centipede, but just different form. Um, so they use it to they use it to, uh, what's it called? Use a dendrotoxin dart to help control the body without from from not exploding, basically. So it and also it's explaining that so that it does slow down. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm oh, just yeah. I'm sorry. I can't speak okay. properly right now. My brain is like running at a million miles per hour when my mouth yeah. isn't. So. <laughs> I want to point um, out something. So, you know the doctor in this? It's actually Joe Russo. He cameoed yeah, in cool. the movie. And earlier, the boy at the Smithsonian who sees Captain America, that's the son of Russo, of Joe Russo. No, 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 it's the nephew. It's the nephew. Yeah, but Joe Russo loves putting himself in the movie. They have another also, brother? Their sister's they in the have movie another well. brother? Oh, their sister. Oh, okay. Sister's in the movie. Uh, the person that Sam is talking to in the what's it called in the church? That's their sister. Cool. Um, or you know. Okay, and then uh, flashback to Skinny Steve, and the yep. a very important line: "I'm with you till the end of the line." Yeah, oh. I thought that was really uh really well placed flashback because right at the exact time that they need to reinforce that line. Just to make it hit harder for the and for the end. So yeah, good yeah, job. Like, cameo. Oh, and no, no Sorry. earlier, Bucky. Bucky's torture. It shows that yeah, Bucky's yeah. being brainwashed and that he's not exactly as evil as they made him out to be. Yeah, that they're yeah. still good inside him, but he's being brainwashed and stuff. And not just okay. those flashbacks. Stan Stanley cameo. Pretty, yeah, I'd say pretty nice. Pretty good. He's actually he's really not a bad actor. <laughs> oh no, he's amazing. He's hilarious. He's pretty good. Yeah. Um. Okay. The next thing I have is the uh, Captain America's freedom speech. It's a great speech, but uh, I'm gonna point out one of the things I feel that's that really made me feel sad about this. So you know the good soldiers who stand up to the guys and just get shot down. They're black people. Like the yeah. black people shouldn't get shot down. It's terrible. They're trying to oh, do something yeah. good. Like why? You should have had the black people at least, or the good soldiers who happen to be black, kill them. You should have. <laughs> you shouldn't have them shot down. It's so sad. Uh, they should have had them kill at least one guy. <laughs> Are you yeah, talking that's about the saddest moment in the entire movie for me? Saddest. Talking moment. about when they're protecting the helicarrier. Those guys, yeah, yeah I felt I thought it's so weird because they were reaching for the gun already, and the guy didn't even have his gun out. So they would have their trained security officers. Yeah, like, I know. They would be able to yeah. swipe the gun up like that really them. fast. Yeah, they would have had them, but then the guy as they were reaching the for the gun, the guy just takes his gun and like boom, boom. Yeah. But no, they would have but already shot. His, I was wondering about his freedom speech. Is it from the comics? I don't know. I don't. I think it might because okay. I think it was made up for the story. It, maybe it feels it feels like a comics speech, or at least based off of one, because a lot of it's the monologues like that. Speech though. Yes. Fantastic speech. He's so is, ballsy for don't... basically announcing himself there, isn't he? I know yeah. he is, yeah. but it works though. He has people who believe I in him. So I still don't think that it makes sense to have people believe him 
like they've been just taught that he's a bad guy and that they're he's a fugitive and that they're chasing after no, him. No, but I he's a symbol of hope, he though. I mean, he's a war hero. He's a symbol of hope. Like he's the most heroic yeah, he's a person of the OG so. Avengers. But how? Yeah, but he's like, still a fugitive. I just don't think that it uh, would have convinced everyone because I feel like there's people okay. who are still looking okay. shield. Um, uh, yeah, but there's also a Mexican standoff later with Sharon Carter and Brock Rumlow. Yeah. Mexican standoff, yeah. classic. It has Rumlow pointing his guy at the good guy, the good tech guy who says, Cap's giving the orders. Yeah. And then... So why does why does Rumlow have to make him uh, start the launch sequence? Because he yeah, see him clearly do it himself. Do it? So what's the point? Yeah, that's a little plot hole right there. Um, <laughs> oh, and there's the OG right. cap suit. OG cap suit. Oh yeah, way better uh, than bah, the bah, bah, bah. and his theme plays over yeah. it as well. Yeah. It's revealed. Yeah. Okay, and later. One of my favorite lines of this entire movie comes up. It's Black Widows. I'm sorry. Did I step on your moment? It's so yeah. badass and awesome. <laughs> like, like imagine. like Black. Aid really likes badass and awesome. Okay, the Natasha face mask. She, like, pulls off the okay. face of the counselor. To, I have Mission Impossible right there. about the theory. So in Endgame, there's the point pew. So in Endgame, people have theories that the Black Widow who jumped off the cliff was actually Florence Pugh who has the Black Widow mask on. So technically, our Black Widow didn't die. It was Florence Pugh who died. Uh, Cade. We'll, figure, well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Cade, the, we'll theory, see. The, the theory on that is that Natasha and her swapped faces while they're at the KGB because in the comics that actually did happen, they swapped faces. Yeah. So that's what people think. That's what we'll learn about in the Black no, Widow movie. No, I think that for, I have a theory. I think Florence Pugh, um, whatever her name, Yelena or something, I think she's actually the bad guy. What she's up? actually Taskmaster. Because the we'll whole see. theory is about is her about her being the next Black Widow. Uh, Rachel Way is being the bad guy. I think it's gonna be opposite so... because that'd be an obvious plot twist. Yeah. So another thing that is interesting is Cap sees the good in everyone. Uh, even the Winter Soldier. So he's kind of like a Luke Skywalker character with that. He who always sees the good in everyone, including Darth Vader. No, Luke does uh, not always see the good. I have a. Th did you see the thing? I, I might. He sees the good. It. He freaking no. like has faith in Darth okay, Vader, I, I the most evil point. person. I have a point of this. So, Return of the Jedi. He has faith in Darth Vader. Quinn, back me up, please. Okay, Return the Jedi. He has faith in Darth Vader. Please. I get that. Last Jedi, he tries to murder Ben Solo because ben yeah, Solo that's why the Last Jedi is bad. It's good. Finally, Cade, just like Battle of the Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah, we're slowly converting Empire. Yes, slowly. No, Last Jedi. <laughs> but how can you not like Endgame had character inconsistencies? Also, how do you guys think Endgame's a great movie? If the Last Jedi also has character inconsistent. Endgame because also has that. Last Jedi the works also. The character it doesn't have character inconsistencies. It's not the main it doesn't have character. Yeah, the character inconsistencies don't really matter. Yeah, it doesn't do. really matter. In you the, guys it doesn't just really matter right the there. It doesn't That's matter the one, in the long run. The one. Yeah, it does. Like they completely destroyed Star Wars with the Last Jedi. 
No, they did it not. It is completely inconsistent. Yes, save, it, save it for the last Jedi. Okay. Save it for the last Jedi. Okay, fine. You know, I think we'll Rise of we'll Skywalker your, was the one who your arguments now. Oh, there's the oddly specific goal that they have of plugging in the hard drives, changing out the hard drives. I think that's kind of... It's kind of weird. Yeah, how did they make copies of They don't really explain it. They reveal... I, I guess it's because they want to target the helicarriers at each other, but they don't tell anyone that. The audience is just kind of like, well, yeah. why are they doing this? So That's true. That's I think they true. should have said... Uh, like have Cap say, "Well, why don't oh. we just destroy them?" And then have say, yeah, "Because yeah, we ha it. we need because we need to use the helicarriers for something else or something like that." Well, well, you have to you have to have the suspension of disbelief because, as you guys said before, you have to have that for in game. So just have the same thought of Winter Soldier. Just have that same disbelief in in game as you do in Winter Soldier. Just do that, okay? As simple as that. Have that disbelief. No. Uh, <laughs> yes, because you, okay. can't, you can't do that for one movie. I have, another I have a question. Another. So, yes, I can. I can do what I want. <laughs> no, that's terrible. It's not I'm a good lying. rating system because okay. you can't make exceptions. It's not consistency. Yes, you can. You can make exceptions. 2001 A Space Odyssey is one of my favorite movies, and that's the exception to every single thing. It doesn't have a plot. It's completely visual and auditory storytelling, and it's one of the most amazing movies I've ever seen. So <laughs> it breaks every single rule. Everyone's allowed to have their own opinion. Same you with The Last Jedi with Star Wars. Same with The Last Jedi and Star Wars. See my point? Entitled to their own opinion. No, I don't see your point. You said it breaks everything. The Last Jedi breaks It breaks everything. The Last Jedi has six movies before it setting up the universe. Yeah. And it breaks which, every single one of those rules. Which is sometimes good. Which is sometimes when people help. sometimes need. Okay, let's get back to Winter Soldier. We'll get into this. We'll Soldier. get back into the Star yeah. Wars. It's hard not to say. Okay, oh but God. some. Sorry for how much editing you have to do, Vance. It's all right. Sorry. I'm bringing it upon myself. <laughs> okay. I, that's yeah. actually a good point, actually. Okay. Most of the Quinn, Quinn yeah. you should go make yourself some coffee real quick, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I've never had a coffee. I think the issue is I just haven't eaten since like since like nine. Why? I'm really hungry. Why? Okay. I, okay. I'll tell you later. I'll tell you guys later. Okay, so um, this final fight I think is one of the most emotional fights in a superhero movie. I think even more so than Civil War. Because in this final fight scene, it shows Captain America trying to win back Bucky, trying to convince Bucky, his best friend, who he, that he remembers him. It's so good because Captain America is not going to fight Bucky. It's like Luke not tr wanting to fight Darth Vader and return the Jedi. It's kind of the same line. Yep. See? Yeah, because he back. sees the good in everyone. Um... Yeah. So the end fight scene, you know how much care, uh, the helicarriers are going down, right? Yep. So in the Deadpool movie, the first one, the end fight scene in that movie is on a helicarrier. But because of legal and rights issues, it technically isn't a helicarrier. But the director has said it's a helicarrier. So, <laughs> I mean, technically now it is a helicarrier. I think because Sony's lost dead. most of the rights. Yeah. To the Deadpool, Deadpool exists in its own universe. Yeah. So technically, it can be whatever he wants. So because he breaks Deadpool the fourth wall, it can be whatever he wants to be. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, he's found so, a cure for blindness. So 
one of the things, why did the Winter Soldier take off his mask now? Because I don't know. It's like protecting like maybe the face. He Black Widow shoots him in the highway face fight. and it protects him. Oh wait, I have a I have a fun kind of funny thing. So this movie kind of foreshadows the coronavirus because Bucky wears a mask, a face mask. <laughs> So Bucky knew Kate, about the coronavirus no, before Kate, it happened. No, Kate, no, that's a bad theory. Kate, this is one of your worst theories you've had. I'm sorry. This is one of your worst it's theories. Funny, it's funny. Oh, yeah. And then, so there's another cool did. scene with uh, Nick Fury where he takes off his mask to threaten Pierce. Yeah. That's also ruined by Captain Marvel because it's like, oh, but he just lost it to a cat. It's not that intimidating. I agree. It is. Captain Marvel ruined uh, some parts Marvel you, gotta, you gotta say Captain Marvel is not part of the not part of the MCU. Just say that because yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Say now. I don't. I'm discontinuing Captain. Yeah, Marvel just like the sequ- just like the sequel trilogy. It's not really part of the canon. I agree. I agree with that. The sequel trilogy is not <laughs> yeah. part of Star Wars. Okay, Nick okay. Fury's killing appears. What did you guys think about that? It was kind of crazy how Nick Fury just shoots Pierce and Pierce yeah, shoots just shoot him. And then yeah. I don't know. It's kind of like I think Nick Fury is the kind of person that would, you know, bring him into court or something. Because that's yeah, that's a lot la- lackluster as well. I feel like yeah. I feel like what should happen was the helicarrier should have cr- like Nick Fury should have shot him in the leg or something, and the helicarrier would come crashing and, like, down on left him. Left him there. Yeah, that would have been uh, amazing. But it's so good anyway. Yeah. Uh, and then Sam falls off. Sam is uh, attacked by a winter soldier and thrown off the bill and lets his parachute out like a second yeah, before but... he hits the ground, which he still would have broken his legs, especially because he doesn't roll. So I thought of that. that's an inconsistency. I thought right of there. that also. <laughs> but, and then he has a fight to yeah. rum, with Rumla, right. which is cut off. Just as they're throwing the punch, yeah. you hear this noise, yeah. which is awesome. But then yeah. you skip later, and the helicarriers are falling, and fight's pretty much over. Yeah. No, so what it is is uh, Sam sees the helicarrier and starts running. Rumlow turns around and then sees him, but he's too late because the helicarriers yeah, are crashing down. But you don't really a lot of that. Which I don't understand how, I understand how Rumlow survives that. Yeah. There's no... Because he's getting crashed yeah. by, by a building and also a helicarrier. There's no way he survives yeah. that. And also the scars he gets, they look like yeah. they're on fire, not actually. Yeah. But that's the yeah, problem with Civil War, not Winter Soldier. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. No, no, you see at the end of you see at the end of this movie. Yeah, you see it at the end of this movie. He was in bandages. Yeah, nope, he's still alive. You see him with his scars. So why did they wait so long to use the name tags? Oh yeah, yeah. Because. They, ha- they said that it has been armed ever since they walked in. So it's why did they wait? So why did he wait? He said that they'd been armed since they walked in. No, no, no. Pierce was away from why? his phone. Pierce's phone was away from him. And then once they were distracted, once Natasha was released, why did he go and get his phone? How did because he even get his phone? I don't get that. How did he get his phone? Yeah, I didn't notice that at all. I didn't notice that. Oh, and then in the end scene, I think scene, the ending uh, montage like the end, is uh, really well done. It's kind of funny. Yeah, no, like the oh. the low point in the fight uh, when they yeah. start targeting everyone, and Bucky has the hard drive hand, 
Why does he know. just crush the hard drive to destroy it? Maybe he didn't think of that. It wasn't in his metal hand. And it wasn't in my hand. I can try. I can crush a hard drive with my hand. Never it's not tried. That hard. Uh, <laughs> we'll try. No. Okay, but. No. Uh, oh, here's a here's a funny thing. Uh, Cap gets shot three times, right? I know it's insane. And he's getting shot three times, and he falls down, and like that's it. He's done. Uh, Remember, he has super healing. It says in Fish of Yeah, he's super healing, right? He has increased in and then, you remember, Boromir is shot six times before he comes down. So <laughs> Boromir is badass. Boromir, Boromir is stronger than Captain that America. That was or, one of the most badass. No, he got shot three times, man. Entire... Got shot three times. He got shot in, in the, the back. He, he wasn't prepared. Oh. But so, so I, book, I literally the... just watched the movie recently. In the book, he gets shot a bunch more times. The book, so. yeah. In the book, he's much cooler. Okay, Kate, I had this discussion with Vance a little bit ago about why Boromir survived so long with those shots. I'll oh, explain to you after. I'll explain after. I'll he, wants after. It. he wants your redemption. Oh, it's because he's Numenorian, but we'll be there. Oh. Uh, so I, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll explain the after. On the thing, uh, and it was President there, Matthew Ellis, one of the targets. So There's also an Avengers Tower. Avengers Tower reference. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, and then uh, Cap does the sacrifice again, so he like you know it's his it's oh. his big sacrifice. Says go his and like destroy the helicarriers. So it's like his it's insane. Just keeps yeah, his, his conversation with Maria Hill kind of reminds me yeah. of the conversation with Peggy Carter because like Steve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of thing. But I think it's better than the one in Age Avenger though, because it actually. I disagree. Okay. CGI on the helicarrier destruction. Uh, it's. It's a bit aged, I think. Oh, I didn't really CGI know. on the helicopter. Looks good. Uh, yeah, like looks smoke good. in the water simulation, just kind of bad. I don't know. I mean, the water simulation's pretty bad. The pretty noticeable. I feel like the smoke isn't too noticeable because you, especially, you're searching for. You are you. I know you. I'm you searching search, for flaws. Searching for flaws. I so a normal audience flaws. wouldn't yeah. see the smoke, but the water, I know. Normal audience wouldn't know. It's fine. I search for flaws, but I also search for like deeper meanings and stuff too. So. Oh, and also Captain America dropping his shield kind of, kind of foreshadows yeah. Civil War. It kind yeah. of foreshadows. And it's also that. again, like you said, the Luke Skywalker thing. Um, and I'm yeah, the I'm your friend speech is great. The I'm with you to the end of the line. It's so good. Yeah. But I I have a question. What impact does this movie have on the rest of the MCU? Okay, the ending Civil War. It directly leads to Civil War. It's. It explains Captain America's view on his side that he doesn't want to sign the accords because he doesn't trust the government. It also leads to the it has a really the, leads the ending to civil war. Yeah, the ending specifically. It also shows that more development for Captain America, more development for Black Widow, shows the destruction of Shield, which is a big thing later on, because in the Age of Ultron, Shield is no more. And Nick Fury does no more, but they still have a helicarrier, so no, some yeah, they bring up a helicarrier to like take the people off. So, no, no, okay. So, Nick Fury, this is explained in Agents of Shield. Nick Fury, because he trusted no one, he made a whole bunch of different stashes and stuff. So, there's secret bases all over the world that he made, and one of the bases contained a Uh, helicarrier. That's what it was. Yeah, makes sense. No, but uh, I feel like the ending of this, I, in my personal opinion. I feel like it's kind of like the sequel trilogy. I'm not going to say it, but so the Russo brother had a plan because they 
burned um, Nick Fury's eye patch and stuff, and they had uh, Maria Hill become a Stark intern. But then Age of Ultron screws it all up by having Nick Fury return as Nick Fury and Maria Hill with the eye patch still yeah. on. And so the Russo brothers have to work with what they got in Civil War. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. Like, they, he burned everything, and it doesn't really impact. Point Yeah, that's, yeah, that's I what I was wondering about. Um, yeah, and then yeah. there's a little exchange on Fury's gravestone, which we already talked about um, at the beginning. We're searching for Bucky then. Yep. Uh, Cash so and Sam look for Bucky. It has a great last line. When do we yep. – oh, no, I also like the Black Widow press conference. That I think is an yeah, amazing thing. Yeah. That shows Black Widow, like, she, she's kind of mimics the one in Iron Man, too. Yeah, there's a lot of development for, for Black Widow in this. Because okay. it shows why she's growing chilled. And it for also has a great class. Yeah. It all, the yeah. introduction of Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. It's, yeah. it's kind of scary, That's I cool. guess. It's like from a horror yeah. movie. Yeah, it is. And. So they are like they got their powers from Mindstone. Mindstone. Oh, and it, it also reveals where the scepter's been all this time. Yes. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So that that's a good scene. Um oh yeah, uh one thing about this movie is it's all handheld. So all the shots are handheld, or at least all of the real shots, the CGI shots obviously can't be handheld, yeah. but and then there's also Bucky and the hints of him remembering his past. The Smithsonian. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the last one. Uh, okay, yeah, and then so... the stunts with Black Widow, uh, they did a good job of using the hair to cover her face. Though yeah. It's the stunt woman because they have the same kind of hair. Yeah. And then the highway fight is on location in Cleveland, which is the same place that they shot Avengers. Think... Yeah. That's awesome. And... Oh yeah, uh, this is the first Marvel movie to not have an opening title. What? What do you mean? Yeah, so the... you know, and like the 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 title of the movie comes on screen like partway into the movie. That's all I got. Wait, no, Quinn. What's the what's the money? Yeah, money. The budget for this movie was 170 million USD, and it made seven 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 hundred and fourteen point four million USD in box office sales alone. So I'm assuming it made probably one billion in total for total sales. Yeah, it, over yeah. everything, marketing stuff. It was also nominated yeah. for an Oscar in Best Achievement in Visual Effects, and the IMDb score is one of the highest MCU movies yet. It's seven point seven. The do you guys have the Rock Tomato score? I do. It was a ninety percent for critics and ninety two percent for fans. So again, one of the highest in the MCUs, which yes. I a hundred percent agree with. I think it's this also is, one of the longest movies in the MCU. It is yeah. Yeah, we're watching. But, I'm like, really? It's two, over two two hours. Yeah. Which is funny because yeah. Dark World is one of the shortest. Yeah, it's a big difference. Yeah. And a lot of people that I talk to, or yeah, that I read, have this movie near the top of their list, like in the top three. Or yeah. Some even one. Yeah. Yeah, this so, is one of the, like, generally general consensus is this is one of the best movies in the MCU. Yeah. So, what yeah. would you guys? What would you rate it as, Vance? Like, what would you go to the score, and where'd you put it? Give it a four out of five. Um, like I said, I think it's good, but not great, and it is flawed. And rewatching it didn't have as much of an impact on me. Quinn, what about you? 
Uh, I gave this five out of five in my opinion. I, I thought it was. I thought it was one of the best movies in the MCU. Uh, like Vance was saying, some of the stuff was outdated, but I feel like you would not be as a casual. I'm trying to think of the idea from a yeah, casual viewer. Casual viewer. You would not know some of the stuff that Vance would bring up unless you were purposely searching for all, like bad things that have been yep. in the movie. So I think they did a pretty well. I'm not job, searching for good... bad things on purpose. No, 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 no. I'm what searching I mean for details. You're, you're searching. You're searching yeah. for stuff that can be either improved on or is great. So you're going. You're going deeper into the movie than the average viewer would. That's yeah, I, li- I like to be. I like to be the critic. So okay, I'm gonna give this movie a five out of five or a ten out of ten. I think this yep. is an amazing movie. It's almost. It's one of the MCU movie that's almost flawless. Like when I think of a perfect movie, a lot of my favorite movies have some sort of flaws. But the first time I watched, like when I was rewatching it, I thought it was almost flawless. It was like really well done. It had a spy tone, which is it's like the, in my opinion, I think it's the Dark Knight of the Captain America trilogy, because it's it's disagree. Because the Dark Knight was more of a crime thriller and it's an amazing movie this movie was more of a spy thriller and it's an amazing movie and it's really well done and i would it's what and in my opinion i think it's the best solo movie in the mcu i disagree about the dark knight reference because that makes the dark knight for me is the joker and the villains in this movie are not as good as the joker but the soldier is emotional Emotional better than the last movie's villain. A yeah. lot better. A lot. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, Malachus sucks. Um, mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so... Where do you guys place this on your list? Like, where? I, you guys aren't going to like this. Uh, I placed it... Uh, it's fourth. It's below First Avenger and above Thor. No. Um, I just really no. like First Avenger. I, I love the period no. piece. Um. I love everything that they do in that movie. I mean, it's just really, <laughs> there were just too many flaws in this movie. And I just really like the style, the aesthetic and the tone of the first Avengers. So I don't know. Okay. It's, it's, uh, it's better than, it's better than Thor. <laughs> okay. So I have to rearrange my list a little bit. I originally, so uh, I'm, I've moved uh, when, uh, Captain America, the first one, above Avengers now. So Avengers what? has now moved to my third place one. And I feel okay. that this movie, in my opinion, it, so far that we've seen, is the best that we've seen. Yeah. I, I put it number one for me right now. So when we, I think when we ranked this book, I thought we had the Avengers as first. But, uh, okay. You guys yeah, have Avengers as me, first. So yeah, you have... Okay, so before the okay, so before this, we had I have Iron Man as my favorite. Uh oh no wait wait, wait no no I I, I said my list wrong I'm sorry no no, no. okay uh I okay. meant this movie's top and then Iron Man and then Captain America then Avengers sorry my bad okay huh cool okay that's at the end of Phase Two we'll go over our rankings okay so for my ranking of this movie. I feel like it, it just depends on the day I watch it. Like, it depends on the day I watch this or the Avengers. Because, honestly, between this and the, or the Avengers, they could, it, depending on the day I watch it, they could easily be top spot. It just depends. So, I have it tied with the Avengers as number one. All right. So, so cool. we, we added a segment last time, and I think we're going to try and keep, a, keep with it. So, what was your favorite scene and line from the movie, Vance? 
scene or line uh my favorite scene huh um i don't know let me think about it okay okay do you have one in mind or because i have one that could go so this movie is filled with great scenes but i think my so the things that i'm choosing between uh, yeah. is the highway fight the elevator fight scene and the boat fight scene i think and the nick fury fight scene but I think the best one is the highway fight All scene. the fight scenes. All the fight scenes. The highway fight scene or the elevator fight scene. And I think – yeah, one of those two. I think the highway fight scene is just so good at the choreography and the action and the use of different weapons and supplies. And I think the, the elevator fight scene is so good at building the tension. And it's unbelievable, like, how he was able to take down everybody – in one elevator. It just blew my mind the first time I watched it. And plus, it has the great line, before we get started, does anybody want to get out? So, yeah. My favorite fight scene is probably the highway fight scene between the fi highway fight scene, specifically the fight between Captain America and Bucky. Because that end reveal is good. So And the, just the choreography and everything. So, yeah. So you guys chose scenes. I'm going to choose a line. So my favorite line is when Cap is originally talking to Nick Fury in the elevator. My grand, uh, so we, every week a punk would come up and ask him, what's in the bag? Grandfather would show. Yeah. I rolled, up, uh, rolled a bunch of coupled up ones and a loaded 22 Magnum. Yep. He's talking about how his grandfather liked people but didn't trust him. So kind of like, I mean, because yeah. Nick Fury. So your favorite, your favorite scene is the grandfather story scene. That, I, that's not my favorite scene. My that's my favorite line. My oh, favorite scene is the elevator okay. fight scene. Okay. Yeah. So all the stuff on the elevators is good. Yeah, the highway fight scene's amazing. Elevator fight scene amazing. My favorite line it's a tie. It's before we get started. Does anybody want to get out? Or I'm sorry, did I step on your moment? Or yeah. any black line. We talked about that already. Amazing. All right, guys. Um. Our next episode will be on Avengers Age of Ultron, which oh, Cade loves. Oh, it's no, no, Guardians. Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, okay. Guardians. Sorry. My favorite our movie. Next, My favorite our next movie, movie is Guardians of the Galaxy, which is very good. My opinion, the one of the best. I have the soundtrack on vinyl. I'm very proud of that. Uh, it's, it's very oh, good. So that, that should be fun. We will probably get track off track a little less because we like that movie a lot. So uh, hey, I like this movie a lot. Cool. <laughs> I know. Um, no. But we all we all agree that Guardians is really really good. So yeah, yeah, can be a lot of sure. debate on it. Not a lot of debate, <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. Uh, cool. Thanks for listening. Uh, see you next time. A lot of you guys didn't hear because Kate and Vance went into many rants about other movies that we won't talk about. Uh, yeah. He brought the rants up. He brought the rants up. <laughs> I brought him up. I brought him up. Uh, yeah. But so oh. I'm, I, I hope you guys like this movie as much as I have. And I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the week. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys.